Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What up, friends? It's another edition of the Trust the Tape podcast brought to you by the glorious, delicious Boomer Jacks. It is myself, Zach Wolchuk, as I have found my way to bounce on up the ladder and get to join the one and only draft guru himself, the great Brian Broaddus, on this podcast with you. And Broaddus, this is an, an, an honor and a privilege and something I've looked forward to since I was I was a young man listening to you well, break down the draft. You know what? It, it's funny that you, you say that and, and you get the opportunity. You know, I was evaluating you as a freshman, had a really <laughs> good sophomore year. Now we get to the junior year and you're 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 a first round pick. Yes, you know you absolutely good. are. And uh, speaking of first round picks, our folks at Boomer Jacks are first round picks as well. So it is uh, going to be a pleasure to be. Uh, you know we're getting close inside. I think forty eight days. Forty eight days. Forty eight days until we get to do the draft. So you know we talk about it as like it seems so distant. And I know when I started my my evaluations in December, it just seemed like okay, here we go. And then now you start to get a hundred and. 30, 40 people into this thing. And so you're getting a little bit better of an understanding of what these, what this board can look like and then what these teams are dealing with as well. So we're, we're fresh off the combine that yes. was a week ago. And I, I think a lot of people, and now, you know, the NFL's made this such a big event where it's in prime time now. It used yep. to be in the morning and, and you get all the workouts and the drills. And, you know, we got to have SMU wide receiver Danny Gray on our show, the nosebleed seats, and he gave us a little bit of a taste of, of what his week was like, and it's really, I mean, it is a constant yeah. job interview for these players. But when you look at on-field drills, you know, as a scout, you, you've you've put in the work, you've watched the tape. What are you looking for at the combine? I mean, when you're watching a, an offensive lineman run a yeah. forty, and mm-hmm. we made a big deal about Jordan Davis who crushed right. it, and and with his size, what he was able to run. But, I mean, how often do you really care about what a lineman's running a 40-yard dash? So what are some of the drills that you really are paying attention for? Yeah, I, You know what? It's it's The combine has really evolved over the years, and, and the drills have changed a ton. And a uh, former uh, teammate of mine uh, from the Green Bay Packers, Ted Thompson, who uh, was a general manager, but Teddy was on committees for uh, the combine and dealing with uh, the group that ran the combine with the national scouts and then the Blesto scouts and the actual combine group. And it, if you would not recognize the drills that we ran in 1992 and 93, and there had to be a change, there's, there are more football specific drills today, 
you know, with the stuff when you see the receivers with the gauntlet and and those kinds of things, the backpedal, turn, burst. These were things that we didn't do in 1992 and 93. Mm-hmm. And I think the combine, I, I just remember sitting there, and I've said it on my own show, the G-Bag Nation, that in 1993, sitting there going, there is no way in hell anybody would care about watching this on TV. But now it's one of the most watched uh, events of the of the football calendar. And I think people are interested to see you know, maybe somebody does have the opportunity to, whether it's YouTube or whatever, however you're watching these players, maybe you're it's a you're a you know an alum of a school and you know a player and you're like, man, this guy plays really, really well. And now you're saying, Okay, I see him playing against Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, whoever, and then but how does this athletic numbers test? And and for me, the combine was always really the medical was number one. And then what numbers we could get. The 40-yard dash is always going to be important. For the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, it was that 10-yard that 10-yard split that was going to get us. But, you know, like I said, the combine has really evolved through the drills. And But, you know, you still have your drills, the quickness drills, the short shuttle, the three-cone. These are drills that test bend. Mm-hmm. And I mean body bend, knees. You know, how do you – you can tell if a guy is really stiff at any position, if you run him through a 20-yard shuttle or a three-cone drill, or uh, you know, because a lot of these kids will train for the 40-yard dash. Right. They'll train. I mean, we, we've got it here in Dallas, we've got great organizations that handle that. These agents put their kids uh, you know, in these programs, and they learn to run a 40, or they learn to do a short shuttle. And you know, to old Cressy Scout like me, <laughs> it's always going to be about the tape, but, the, but those measurables – that you get from the combine do give you a little bit more of a a little bit more of an understanding of what the player could be. Is DB the DB drills maybe the, the yeah. best ones to evaluate? I, yeah, I think that to me the my favorite drill of the combine, to be honest with you, and this comes down to receivers, running backs, tight ends. You know, is that gauntlet drill? Yeah, you, know, you can see if, and this is why it, you know with the way that the wide receiver position has become so important in the NFL. That you could see guys when they go through that in the gauntlet drill. If you've never seen it at the combine, Google it and or you know look it up, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because it's asking a receiver to go straight line across the field and then adjust, turn for ball to his left, turn to a ball boom, to his right, boom, 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 and you could tell if guys really, really aren't comfortable catching the football. There are guys that just go through that straight line. And just and it, the only sound you hear is the ball hitting the gloves, boom, 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 boom. You know, and that way you know they're like, man, this guy is on it. And then you'll see guys that will veer up the field or back, and then have to body catch, fight it a little bit, start to get beat up by the ball, start get beat up by the ball. Those are the things you're like, going, man, maybe the maybe the things that we saw when he was playing Virginia Tech or was going against Notre Dame that he was struggling to like body catching the ball that you kind of said receivers, running backs. It's a really good drill for the running backs because, you know, not too often you get to see. Now, running backs are such a big part of what happens in the game. And so throwing them the football is a must. And, and you know, the running backs that fight the ball or just it clangs off them, they do you no, they do you no good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So, you know, the lineman is an area, and especially from a Cowboys lens, that, yeah. that I want to focus on uh, it with today's edition because it does seem like the Cowboys are going to put an emphasis especially with this draft, yeah, on kind of retooling this thing. And, and we're getting the rumors of, you know, will they trade Lyle Collins or will they just outright release an mm-hmm. LC? And, and mm-hmm. I guess they feel like they've got his replacement in-house and Terrence Steele, yeah. who was an undrafted guy from Texas Tech that certainly has put in the work and, and has earned himself an opportunity to be a starter. But one of the guys that, that I had really fallen in love with in, in some of the tape that I've watched was Kenyon Green, right, the, the guard from A&M. But when you look at the combine, Kenyon Green did not test as well as, say, a Zion Johnson from Boston College or your guy Ingram from LSU, also a DeSoto kid uh, from locally here in DFW. They looked fantastic. I mean, you talk about the smoothness in the hips. Mm -hmm. They looked much smoother in drills than, say, Kenyon Green. But how do you balance that when you watch the tape? Maybe you had a green ahead of those two guys. I think you probably had Ingram ahead of green. No, no, I still do. I think the green. I think it's Green Ingram, and then and then and then Zion John, Johnson. Zion Johnson, and you know, and and it, it what's what's really, in a way, troubling is that so many people that I trust, uh, the Dane Bruglers of the world, the Daniel Jeremiah's. I'm I'm talking about the media type scouts, and I need to get into it with my guys that I've worked with around the league and talk to them about where they have things and. I could be really, really, really wrong about Zion Johnson. I, I could be really Are you not a fan? No, I'm a fan, but I have those other two guys ahead of him. Yeah. And 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 you mentioned 
Hinyon Green. And I I mean, I'm watching him play left tackle against Alabama. I'm watching him play against LSU at, at left guard. And he is kind of a funny built player when you look at him because he's really thick in the lower body. Right. And but and there's not really much definition kind of top. Of reminds me of Austin Jackson who came yeah. out of USC a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, just very very strange kind of a build, and you know his knees turn in a little bit, and you know. But I'll tell you what, the guy's not on the ground. You you don't see a bad athlete when you watch him play. I mean, there's movement in the running game. He'll come off the ball. He keeps his feet going. I mean, if he was a bad athlete. He'd always be wallowing around on the ground. And I don't see that with him. And so some guys will test really, really poorly. You know, and I, I guarantee you there'll be some offensive line coaches. You know, Joe Philbin from the Dallas Cowboys. I guarantee you Joe Philbin will be at Texas A&M's Pro Day in College Station. He won't so much care about, care about the testing numbers. What he'll care about is the on-field workout. And when he puts him through, can he pull, can he scoop, can he reach? These are all movement type things. The power's there. Right. You see the power. And so, and even though his bench press was not that great, I think it was the reps were low, uh, but long armed, and sometimes long armed guys don't bench all that well. It, it takes something to drive that bar from the chest to all the way full extension. So, I, I'm okay with Kenyon Green, and and I and I because I I see a powerful guy, I see a, a guy that's not going to get knocked back, and there's some stoutness to his game, and that's something we didn't see very much from that left guard spot with the Dallas Cowboys last all. year. Yeah, no, he's got he's got some nasty, and and he could really bring you that power to your point that they've been lacking ever since Ronald Leary left. Yes, yeah, that same. You know, Ron Leary was kind of a bad body guy too, and what got Ron Leary at Memphis was. That he, you know, his knee, he had a knee issue and teams were uh, going away from that. But the Cowboys were absolutely right to go after Ron Leary because he is a square-built, powerful guy. You know, and then T- Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of yeah. Iowa. And and he's an interesting one because if you look at mock drafts, some mocks have him going in the top 15. Some have him going right at the end of the first round. And then, of course, he's the undersized, smaller player. And I, you and I have gotten into some disagreements in the past about yeah. you know a, a guy who's undersized, and I understand that. Uh-huh. But you know Linderbaum, I, I don't know how you can't love him when you watch him play. Yeah. He's just an absolute stud. But do you think that other teams will look at that and, and and they view the size as a negative, and he ends up sliding down the draft board? Absolutely, absolutely. There there are teams that will not want Tyler Lindenbaum as as their center. And now the team that might would be in love with him would have been the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, if we have Eagle fans or listen to our podcast right now, that would have been a really, really a nice fit for you guys. But then it sounds like that, that Jason Kelsey is coming back. Yeah. They spend the highest paid. Seven yeah. So that, that, that for Eagle fans, they have to be excited about that. But this is, I, I'll say this, I'll say this act that I have never seen a player in all my years of doing this, that has overcome more physical limitations to play as well as he has. You know, he's not tall enough, he's not he doesn't weigh enough and his arms are really really short. Mm-hmm. But watch him play. The tape will tell you that this guy is a really outstanding player. 
He's second level. He's reach. He's scoop. He's athletic. He's smart. You know, he overcomes everything that he might have an issue with. And that's why, again, you said it. He is not for everybody. He's really not. And but does he fit? You know the zone block, like the, see, that Shanahan style. See, that's yeah. They, they talk about gap scheme stuff, and you know, much better zone than probably gap. And you know, when gap, you tend to because zone scheme means what you're going to get is you're going to get combination blocks. You know that that mean gap scheme is you've got that gap. Whoever right. that gap is, you're on your own, so you don't get as many combination blocks. But yeah, I mean, there there are things that, I mean, I I've had the biggest issue again. I've been on a lot of these draft programs. I've been on with Dane and Jeff Cavanaugh on their show, the draft show at DallasCowboys.com. Now with you, I mean, there there are guys like I said that you look you look at. I mean, we talk about this guy, and everybody knows what those limitations are. But, you know, you know that he, if he could get a little bit of help from somebody, if he gets some double-team stuff and all that, that he could be just fine. Is there another center that you've got that's anywhere comparable to Linderbaum in this Yeah, class? but it, it really, really is a projection. And it's Dylan Parham uh, from, uh, from Memphis. And Parham played as a – he was a guard. He was a – you know, when you watched him – when he played at Memphis, and people are projecting him to play as a center. Now, he's he's bulked up, and he's kind of a pumped-up guy. And when I say pumped up, I mean, he was a 280, 285-pound okay. guard at Memphis. And, boy, just super tough. But he's now at the Combine. He weighed 311. He was a similar weight at the Senior Bowl when he was there. But I just think, like, man, his... You know, you watch him play, and I watched him play when Memphis played Houston, mm-hmm. and Houston has a defensive tackle that's six seven named Logan Hall, and he did a great job against Logan Hall. I mean, getting underneath him and moving him, and kind of keeping it, you know, keeping him at, at, at bay. And I, I think his body type allows him to kind of work under these guys and secure guys, and he keeps his feet going and. The balance, the body control, snap the ball. I mean, you you saw him in the combine getting worked as a center. You saw him at the senior bowl getting worked as a center. I think that's kind of his natural position, to, to be honest with you there. There's one more kid, uh, Alec Lindstrom, who is a, he was a center from Boston College. Um, if you okay. Re- yeah, if you, remember, uh, if you remember last year, Creed Humphrey. Right, from went, OU. Yeah, OU. Okay, Creed Humphrey was a left-handed snapper. Mm-hmm. Also a little undersized, like Linderbaum. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. He's a 296-pound guy, and so he might be a guy a little bit further down the list, but he, like Creed Humphrey, I mentioned, left-handed center. He doesn't have the size. I mean, this guy you mentioned, too, he's a 296-pound guy, but he doesn't get stalemated. I mean, this guy, actually, there were several times where the ball went right behind him for a good gain. I mean, he's able to get into his guy – shield block then the ball goes behind him you know with the with and you're like oh then the defender's trying to get him or get the ball and, you know and and Lindstrom is locked in there comes from a long line of families that played in the NFL as well so you know it, it's I mean he's got some a lot of positives to his game 6'3 296 pounds 
very similar to what we've seen with Tyler Lindenbaum. If you're a team, and, and there's a lot that need offensive line help, yeah. I mean, not just the Cowboys, but Jacksonville, Cincinnati. I mean, look, you, you pretty much can name a team. They need help along the offensive line. Well, that's a team like when you start to talk about trading Lyle Collins, mm. where do you start? Do you go to the Cincinnati's? Do you go to the Jacksonville's? You know, do you go to these teams that were just so deficient uh, with their offensive line play last year? You know, and people will tell you about with Lyle Collins, you know, I think it's become personal with him. I've also felt like they, I was one of these guys, and I know with you doing your radio program as well, screaming, play Lyle Collins at guard. But sure. people will tell you that maybe Lyle Collins can't bend anymore. That's that's the that, thing since the hip surgery yeah, that, that, that the, makes the some bend. sense. And maybe that maybe that needs to be a year or two before he gets that bend back. But there's people who say he can't get underneath people. So, you know, maybe it's the whole thing about what happened off the field, but also maybe it's the thing that physically there's some limitations with him there. I it, I can it makes a lot of sense to me uh with with Lyle Collins. I mean, I certainly have seen a player that has regressed a, yeah. a little bit since that well, hip surgery. You know but. what? I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was hopeful. Lyle Collins came in last year, and again, this I know it's a draft show, and but talking about Lyle Collins is, I know he came in in excellent physical condition mm-hmm. last year, and he was ready for the season. I was ready for him to be a Pro Bowl-type player. You know, And we're not bashing Lyle Collins now just to say, oh, let's, let's bash Lyle Collins. These are things that people are talking about in yeah. their building. And so and maybe they're bashing a lot. I think a lot of Collins is a hell of a football player. I love his toughness. I love the way he competes. Is there things about his personality that turn people off? Yeah, he's a really easygoing guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. That maybe people think that he needs to take football a little bit more seriously. But then as I say that, I'm thinking, well, Lyle Collins took football seriously because he came in in some of the best shape of his life after last year's uh, hip disaster. It's it's a fascinating conversation. I wonder the return that the Cowboys could get as they look to try and refortify and retool yeah. this offensive line. I well, mean, they the love best... Terrence Steele. You mentioned it. They love Terrence Steele. Yeah, but and, and there's offensive. There's as we go through this draft, you know, I, I kind of feel like though that being over at the star, knowing people at the star, that, that you know, that at 24 for the Cowboys. Again, if you're a Cowboys fan, following along here. If you're a fan of another team, we'll. we'll get to your guys as we go along here but the the thing with the Cowboys you know they're they're definitely looking for an offensive lineman I mean that that it, as we covered this team as well as we did that was a problem last year couldn't run the football protection was a problem and I've said this a bunch if it's not about helping Dak Prescott I'm not interested in talking about it absolutely yeah and and look, any team that has a, a franchise quarterback should feel the same way yeah. here's a name I want to throw out there because this is a name I keep hearing Linked to the Cowboys, but sure. he's also maybe rising up boards after having a pretty good senior bowl. Trevor Penning, yeah, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Now he's a big dude. He is a real big dude. Six seven three twenty nine. There used to be a time where I wondered when you get to see guys that are like six seven and up. Yeah, is that too tall? Is that going well, to be a liability? But now in today's NFL, it seems yeah. like these big giants are they're not having an issue. Makai Becton, yeah, uh, was when sensational his rookie year with the yeah. Jets, or you know, or Orlando Brown, right? Is another one. I mean, these massive men that, and this is a draft. If you know, you, we, we talk about the kid at Minnesota. I mean, oh, Falele, uh, Falele, that you know, just these massive bodies. And uh, the thing with Penning, and and it's funny. The more that I talk to people around the league, Penning was a guy that 
the Cowboys could probably have looked at at 24. Now everybody's talking about him as, you know, he's probably the fourth tackle off the board. When you, Depending on what order you have, you know, Cross and and, and those. Neil and Aquanu. Yeah, exactly. Depending on what order you have. And there's some people that might even have him over Cross. I, me personally, I like Cross. I do see a lot of Tyron Smith and the athletic ability and the size and stuff like that. But Penning, you mentioned that six seven. If you had a chance to draft him, I don't know if you would play him at guard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a six seven. But do you play him at right tackle if you move on from Lyle Collins? Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, you do. I mean, this guy is a nasty, dominant. I mean, when you start to when you start to look at and generally these small school guys in Northern Iowa's, you know, I mean, Kurt Warner went to Northern Iowa, so I mean, it's it's a known school. But, you know, I mean, you watch him play against Iowa State, and he's good. You know, you watch him play these games. I mean, this guy does not labor at anything he does. When you, I mean, getting away from the line, uh, I mean, I mean, it, there's just, I mean, he's just so much stronger than everybody he plays. And then he goes to the Senior Bowl, like you mentioned, and he's like throwing guys around. Gosh, and you're like dominated. going. But then there's that side of you, though, Zach, that you go, well, why didn't this kid play at Michigan State? Yeah. Well, why didn't this kid play at Purdue? Well, why didn't this kid play at Indiana? Why didn't this kid, you know, you're thinking about all these, well, did they all miss him? But, you know, sometimes you do. They fall through the cracks. They do fall through the cracks. But this is one of those things, I mean, this guy's, like I say, super, super nasty finisher when it comes to uh, his uh, the way he plays. He's fun to watch. He is fun. Now, you, you mentioned the other offensive tackles. A lot of people are mocking Evan Neal to go yeah. number one out of Bama. And, and I that know North Carolina State kid's pretty good, yeah, too. You're, Iquanu. Okay, so Iquanu, and I was talking with uh, our, our buddy Dalton Miller, who's yeah. Pro Football Network. Yeah. And, and Dalton now is covering the entire league. Mm-hmm. And, and he's really grown and risen as a, as a draft guy. And, and from... People he's talking with, he's here in Iquanu is going to be that number yeah. one overall pick. Yeah, you know, and that's Iquanu is a, you know when you North Carolina State he's six four he's three hundred and ten pounds. There's just I mean this is just a nimble athlete. It's it rarely off balance, rarely on the ground. I felt like this his pass blocking was good. I think this kid's a better run blocker, which is oh, I can see that. Yeah, I mean because he when he gets going. It's hard for oh, people. Oh, you're to, not getting him off of you. Yeah. He does push, remind me a little bit drive. of like a Flozell Adams. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the coaches like to use him in space. So that'll tell you some positive things about him and that ability to get to the outside, the screens, uh, the, you know, when they, when the toss sweeps to pull him and get out. But you yeah, watch. His size, yeah. the way that he can he move. He just, so, what's so natural? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just, and it's, slide. Yeah, it's just not even it's it's just no effort. And I mean no effort in a way where he's laboring mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, he's just having to kick away from the line. It's a struggle and the guy's on him. No, nah, no. Nah, it's just so easy the way he plays. It is a a, a very good tackle draft. And yeah. and that's I think why if you are a team that one is looking to address that, or if you're a team like we've mentioned the Cowboys that want to get away from a player. Yeah. I mean, this is the class to do it. Do you think it, it's it's wiser if you see a run on the tackles go? Are you confident in finding a guy in the second or third round, or do you think it's deeper from an interior offensive line? Yeah, I kind of like I, I like it really, and I hate to say this to me, it's it's really both ways because 
I feel like, though, there's guys like Mumford from Ohio State that's a tackle that plays guard. Ryan from UCLA, tackle that could play guard. Uh, you know, uh, Tyler Smith was a guy that a lot of people have talked about. You know, I mean, uh, Petit Faree from Ohio State. Another, there are guys, I mean, when you get down, I, I am, uh, you know, Raymond, the, you know, the kid, Central Michigan kid, I, I kind of like, I see there's like these this pocket of guys, and I'm 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 okay because I think there's the tackles and I think there's the guards, and and I'm but it's it's not like oh the tackles are completely better than the guards. Sure, it's like it's pretty much even when you start to say okay sort out the tackles and the guards together, you can do it, and it's like okay I'm thinking of this, and okay I'm got this guy, and it's it's not like okay. Bam, 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 bam. It's not that way. It's like you really have to give it some thought of like, okay, I'll take the tackle here, I'll take the guard here, and if if you were slotting them that way. So there's two positions that really fascinate me here on the draft show. Zach Wolchuk, Brian brought us brought to you by the deliciousness that is oh, Boomer Jacks. Seventeen locations Ooh. around. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go check linebacker out linebacker and receiver. This is one, and you talk ice cream flavors a lot. Yeah. Those are the two that I think if you ask who's the best linebacker, who's the best receiver in this draft, you could get about four to five different answers from every single person you talk to. Yeah. Receiver, I love Traylon Burks at Arkansas. There you go. And he did, to love. he did not test well at the combine. He ran slower than people thought. I promise if you send me to Fayetteville, I'll get him, I'll time him at thirty eight yards and we'll get him a lot faster. Perfect. About that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got the quick the quick fingers. Yeah, I'll, quick I'll make sure he won't get to me at forty. I'll get to him at thirty eight. I'll have that watch stopped at thirty eight. But he's a guy you watch play and and I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna give him an uptick with the production that he showed with yeah. bad quarterback play. I agree. And he I continued totally agree. to yeah. dominate yeah. in the SEC against yeah. the Bamas of the world. Yeah. And he didn't have good quarterbacks, right? Yeah. I mean I, you look at Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, both really good players. Yeah. You know, the USC kid Drake definitely has a lot of upside. Yeah. But there's something about Traylon Burke to me with the size, the speed. He plays much faster on tape than he yeah. ran at the combine. Right. He, to me, is a guy that in today's NFL, he can do everything you need him to do. I love the kid. I, I man, you've totally got the kid nailed. I mean, you know, 6'2, 225 pounds. My notes, and again, watching the Texas A&M, the Auburn, the Alabama games, I, and I saw him against Georgia, took a little peek of that as well. But he will surprise you how fast he's moving for his size. I'm not going to let a – he ran 4.50, 4.55 at the combine. If you split the times, that's 4.52. At 6'2", 225 pounds running 4.52, I am totally on board with that. You know, But this guy's got big-time hands. And big time concentration because there are times where that you mentioned that quarterback puts him in some horrible, yeah. horrible spots, and he comes away with the football. He he makes things happen, and people are going to compare him to Debo Samuel, and it's fair. It's fair to compare him because Arkansas did the same thing with him. They throw him screens, they jet sweep him, they put him in the backfield, they toss him the ball in the sweeps, they let him be a quarterback at times. I mean, there's so many things that you could do with Traylon Burks, and uh, and I I, I kind of feel like though, if the the Amari Cooper situation takes care, what if you don't get Michael Gallup back? The Cowboys are not only going to be hunting for a guard or a tackle; they're going to be hunting for a wide receiver too. Brugler's got Burks going to the Cowboys in his latest mock. Yeah, he and I talked about that. Yeah. I said, "Who are you going to put there?" And he goes, "I'm going to put Burks." I go, "You're right. 
you're absolutely right to put him there. And I mean, he's a guy that I didn't think would even be in the conversation. I yeah. thought he'd go much earlier. Yeah. But maybe if teams well, want to dock him because of the combine work, yeah. that he does slide. I'll tell you what, he this kid played the whole season and, and Arkansas at one point in time was the eighth best team in the country before they went to Georgia and kind of got you know, taken behind the woodshed there a little bit. But you look at Burks, he played part of the season with a peck or a shoulder problem and just continued to play. So that shows you the guy's got more toughness than you'll even know. Broadus, this has been a blast. Has been fun. I I could do this all day with you. We can. Well, we uh, got we've got to what we say. We got forty eight days left. Yeah, so we, days. we just like once a week we can knock these it's things out. It's creeping up. It's going to be here before. Oh you no, know it, it will be here before you know it. And and like I said, uh, I I appreciate you stepping in. Evaluated you. Yes, you got your junior year. So if you uh if you go in and it looks like you're committed to the draft, so absolutely we'll look at his first round grade. How about Heck that? Heck yes, I appreciate it. Thank you to Boomer Jacks as absolutely. always. Thank you to Broadus, and uh, we will catch up with you again next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.